0: all right we're rolling tommy lee and i were trying to think if this is the first ever morning bjp probably is i don't know I, <laughs> i mean lee is lee barely in the morning there at 11 but we're we're still gonna count it there uh 8 a.m here in pacifico time as they call it um gatorade time yeah i don't know if this has ever happened definitely had our our fair share of nights
1: yeah we burned the midnight oil more so than the the, uh the early morning the coffee oil the sunrise the sunrise cold bro
0: Lee, do you want to share your uh, Jordan Peterson 10 rules for life? Oh, yeah. Uh, this is
1: something I strongly believe is once you're, once you're a man and once you leave college or I would say, you know, I'll let the audience know I'm, I'm turning 24 in a, in a few days here, which is halfway between 18 and 30. So I'm in my mid – I'm mid, midway to 30 from 18, just a little context there. But anyway, whatever you describe being a man, I personally think it's like once you're out of school, 23, 24, you shouldn't be getting up after 9 o'clock in the morning. I think that you should be getting up anywhere from 6.30 to maybe 9.30 if you want to sleep in a little bit. But hey, there's stuff to do. Um, you got to seize the day and, and and it's a little cliche, but I do believe that the early bird gets the worm. And Once you start getting in a habit of getting up, um, I do believe that you will... Improve your productivity. So, just a little tidbit of information for the for our then, for our loyal listeners.
2: And w- and once you turn thirty, you don't do dumb stuff like watch movies <laughs> like Rumble Fish.
1: That that's something that, that I, I will until the day they put me in my grave. I will never understand what was going on in that situation of of I'm thirty. So, anyway, that's that's a, that's another story for another day. It's an inside. It's an, joke. It's an inside <laughs> joke,
2: but you're gonna have to bear with us, there, audience.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm even, in, you know, kind of left out on that one there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> coming up later in the show, we have a Lee Murray stat. So just giving a good old tease for for that on, on the Steelers-Bengals yes, game, I, right? I Lee? did
1: about, you know, I went back All into right. the barracks, and it was about six and a half, seven minutes of my of my life I spent finding this stat because I was like, I wonder what this is. And I came to the conclusion that it was a worthwhile stat, and I will be sharing it with you during that, that game preview.
0: Also, uh, Back Judge Podcast getting a lot of plays on SoundCloud. Not sure if it's bots, but uh, if you're a listener, make yourself be known. Leave us a review. Yes. Maybe. Five Driftin.
1: stars. Or four.
0: Perhaps I'd take four. Five stars, baby. I'd take four stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Four would be understandable.
2: I'll take three stars. That's Jason Veritek in the Bigs. That's a nice. That's somebody throwing at the A spot in your lineup. Keep the keep the, keep the oil machine running.
0: Um, oh man, uh, we're we are gonna you know try it. Hey, we're trying to keep these things punctual. But before we get into the week three preview, I think Lee and I might be a little remiss if we didn't make some comments about the Detroit Lions Monday Night Football game last night. I think at least like all I really want to say, uh, Lee, is that this is something I talked about in the Detroit Lions preview podcast, that I expected this team to be really bad, but through two games, um, the way that they've lost is mainly due to kind of like coaching mistakes and just like player mistakes, so that's annoying. Uh, and it's only through two games. I'm going to give it some time, obviously. But it, including the preseason, this coaching staff effectively have, has, has had five games to kind of start working with each other and getting to know each other. In the second half there, like, they're not getting lined up on third down on defense. Play calls are coming in late. Delay a game penalties. You know, we're getting play calls on fourth and one in with 15 seconds left on the play clock. So kind of frustrating – from, from that standpoint, winning at halftime, never even really expected them to be in that situation. I expected them to lose by a lot, so they lost by a lot. Like It's not necessarily surprising, but um, the mistakes, the mental errors that this team has made through two games and the way that games get away from them so quickly has been uh, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, for me, two things stood out. I would say three things stood out the most. And, and two of them have to do with one another. Um, I First of all, I like the way Anthony Lynn was calling plays for most of the game. I think part of it had to do with the fact that the Packers defense was just so terrible in the first half. On that fourth and one, man, um, first of all, like we talked about via text club, you have to have a play ready. you got to know you're going for it on fourth and one in that situation. And in my opinion, you should be running the football. I mean, you're averaging nearly eight yards a carry on the ground throughout the game. The offensive line is dominating. You need one yard, and you throw kind of like a, almost like a seven-on-seven, one-on-one ball that Jared Goff has to throw almost perfectly. And he threw a pretty good ball. It was just really well played by the defender. Kind of a low percentage play to be, you know, that that could have been a play that they would run if it was like fourth and five, or you know, it's fourth and one. You need one yard. I think you got to run the football there. And then I think the overarching thing that I took away from this game, another thing we talked about, Klepp, and I think this kind of underlines um, how we feel about the Lions. It's like, if Jared Goff didn't prove to you yesterday that he's not the franchise quarterback that Brad Holmes may or may not, but looks like he may, believe that he is, <laughs> there's some construction going on outside, When when is is that going to be proven to you if it wasn't proven to you yesterday, that Goff is not apt... To be the guy who's going to go into Lambeau and win the game. Uh, a little bit of rain yesterday. You saw the, the offense completely crumble in Jared Goff's hands. A lot of it due to the fact that he was not good enough in the second half. Um, so I, I just think it's kind of like, if not now, when is Goff going to prove uh, that he's not the guy moving forward? Um, because that was that was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, People people will say, Oh, like the supporting cast is bad and all that stuff. Like, I don't know. I think some of that stuff is a little overblown. Like the running game through two games has been fantastic and Hawkinson honestly looks like a, an elite tight end at this point. And it's just like he put, Goff played well in the first half, which he like we know that he's capable of like playing well in the NFL, but then ball gets a little wet, he fumbles a snap, he, you know, almost fumbles just throwing the ball, he just drops it with you know, no, no pressure or anything, just drops the ball when he's trying to throw it. So, um, just a, a kind of frustrating showing. And hopefully, uh, I guess you would say that Brad Holmes can, can see the light a little bit there that Jared Goff simply, theoretically, when this team is better in two to three years, and you need to win a, a road game in December outside with Jared Goff, that it's not, you're, you know, you're not giving yourself a good chance to win. Anyways. Tommy, any thoughts before we jump uh, into the week one games? Don't want to leave you in
1: the cold.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just, I thought the Lions were uh, squirrely in the first half. Um, I bet the Packers live uh, first half money line, and and that did not go through, but the the Packers proceeded to score, you know, however many points in the second half when the Lions scored zero, so that was great to see, keeping the gambling luck going. But... uh, yeah, I mean, the Lions are kind of seem to be a team that uh, their offense is a little bit live than at least I thought it was going to be. Their defense, you know, plays up a little bit. And, I mean, I'm not going to say it's exactly like I kind of initially... You know when I was talking about? They could be potentially the Giants this year. I think there's some elements of that to this team. Like, this is a team that's playing hard and, and has a little bit of a squirrely offense and isn't as, you know, isn't clearly a seller team like they were. And I'd also like to... Uh, put that Jared Goff under 4000 passing yards prop uh that, that's that's not going to hit um through he's on pace for 5000 yards through two games uh so we're we're going to need a Jared Goff injury to uh to maybe a broken thumb in week 13 maybe something like that to get that ticket to the window but never want to wish on something like that so uh yeah Lions uh there was I think they there was some things impressive about them I think the running game has been really nice and and Hawkinson like you said it looks good and Penesol playing well, too, uh, at left tackle. So, uh, you know, I think there's some, there's definitely some good things to glean going forward. Uh, but, yeah, obviously the second-half performance from the Lions was, was pretty abysmal. That was a game that probably should have been closer than it was.
0: Okay, week three NFL time. The Panthers on Thursday night football visiting the Texans. Lee, these are your 2-0 and o Carolina Panthers, everybody. 2-0 and o Carolina Panthers. Beat the Saints really handily at home. They've had two straight home games to open the season. Now they go to Houston, and Davis Mills making his first career start. He got some run in the game against the Browns due to a Terod Taylor injury. I like the Panthers to to go to Houston here. I'd imagine most people do. But, um, Lee, how impressed are you kind of by what you've seen from the Panthers Uh,
1: so far? I'm pretty impressed. I mean, I think that the Jets' win in week one was a little bit less convincing than I thought it should have been, but they turned around and kind of held serve against a Saints team that was getting a lot of hype coming into Carolina, now they're 2-0, and and they have a very winnable game in Houston on a short week. Um, I don't want to overhype this team. I think that this is still a team that is going to run into some issues when they play Tampa Bay or when they play some better teams, but I do think that this is a team that's on pace to be the second best team in the division, and it's... right. Neck and neck with New Orleans. Obviously, that win uh, yesterday was, or on Sunday, was huge um, for them divisionally. And uh, I don't know. I I don't think you can really ask for that much more out of Sam Darnold. I mean, he's got a, you know, 100 QBR and uh, three touchdowns and a pick. Um, The pick was kind of, I don't know, just a, a crappy play by him. But, you know, running the offense pretty well. I mean, he looks like an upgrade from Bridgewater. And thus far, he looks like a guy who was worth the. Trade that they made for him. So if he can continue to play at this pace, I think they're going to be in the playoff conversation and I don't think they're going to be looking for a quarterback next year. I think this is an offense that looks pretty good. Really impressed with what the defense has done too in Carolina. Um, I don't want to wax poetic too hard on the Panthers here. They're laying a touchdown 0.5 in Houston. Um, I'm not in love with the number, but I like him kind of enticed by laying the points here with Carolina. I, I get skittish about laying points with a road team on a short week. But I just think that Davis Mills was actually kind of impressive in the the short sample size we saw of him in Cleveland. Um, But I just think to him on a short week, uh, Carolina coming in with a lot of juice. I think this Carolina team is well coached, knows what's in front of them. I can see this one be kind of close early, but the Panthers offense just overwhelm Houston as the game goes on. Maybe a Davis Mills turnover turns this thing into a two-possession win for the Panthers.
2: Yeah, uh, I like the Panthers potentially in a tease. Uh, there's that's going to be, you know, Tommy teaser. There's a lot of really good tee spots for me uh, this week, but I would not mm-hmm. touch. I don't want to touch this eight or seven and a half, whatever it is, with the ten foot pole. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bet on the Panthers pulling away. I'm like like Lee. I was I was higher than be market on the Panthers coming into the season, but um, going on the road, like you said, Lee, laying eight points. I think that's a lot of points. I just they very well could cover it, but I would not be shocked at all if they won this game by you know four to seven points, um, and you kind of get you kind of get screwed. So, I like the T's getting under three, but other than that, um, this is kind of a stay away for me. Uh, definitely want to echo kind of what you were saying, Lee, about the Panthers' defense. I think that is kind of the the biggest thing about this unit going forward. I think we all knew what the offense could be uh, with Darnold and Brady and the weapons that they have, but the defense kind of you know outperforming even my expectations i think is is a really good thing to glean from from week one and and you know i hope the panthers win this game and they got dallas next week so that could be a nice spot if you kind of want to fade the panthers potentially to to buy them against dallas that should just be a a good game and and uh, a game that you can glean a lot of information from for both teams so uh this is a stay away for me but gun to head I'd, i'd lay it with the panthers yeah i'm
0: i'm i'm kind of in the same boat as you guys i think uh the Davis Mills Texans are too, uh, too much of a uh, threat at home. Um, the Washington football team going to play the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Big bounce back week for the Bills. And then obviously football team winning on Thursday night football. Both of these teams, um, teams that lost in week one, rebounded with a win in week two. Now one and one into week three going against each other. I think the Bills ultimately uh, win this game, but I was texting Lee earlier in the week just about kind of liking the football team uh, plus over a touchdown here. Um, I think they were at plus nine. Fox bet has them at at plus eight. I know this isn't the picks pod, but I think the Washington football team, especially on defense could kind of hold the bills and check a little bit. I haven't necessarily thought Josh Allen has been super impressive so far this year. Um, I think the Dolphins really just kind of laid an egg, and the Bills just didn't really make mistakes uh, and you know cruised a little bit to a thirty-five to zero win. Nothing was going right for the Dolphins. Tua got hurt. Brissett came in, couldn't really do anything. So I think this one will be closer than people expect, but I like the Bills to. Yeah, this win. is a
1: lot of points to give a Washington team coming off a uh, Thursday game, so they have a little bit more time to prepare. I know it's on the road, but they still have a really good defense. Um, and I agree with your sentiments on Josh Allen. Club. I don't know if I'm in a huge rush to bet Washington just because I can see this thing getting out of hand. I, maybe I'm going to sound like a broken record. I feel like Heineke's like due for a humbling game. It hasn't really happened yet. I could see them going into Buffalo and him maybe having that game where he throws two picks and uh, Buffalo kind of runs away with it. I don't think Josh Allen needs to play that well. For the Bills to be a winning team this year that goes to the playoffs, I think he just needs to like limit his mistakes. Um, he's something like thirty percent throwing passes uh, anywhere from like ten to twenty-five yards. So you want to see that improve if uh, if if the Bills are going to be you know a Super Bowl contender. But uh, but yeah, Kleb, I definitely lean Washington here. I'm looking at the the big board here. You're, you're getting ten on points bet. So. I mean that's that that's a wow. that's a that's a bet I'm comfortable making and possibly losing if it gets out of hand I guess but I like the football team to keep this one close I think the football team even with Heineke at the helm I think they're probably like a point worse than they are with Fitzpatrick I think they could keep it close with just about anyone in the NFL um, if you're giving them ten points I'll take them against anyone I think uh, so I think that's an interesting spot yeah you
2: guys. Well, covered it up pretty well. Um, Allen has not been impressive through two weeks. Um, that that game against Miami was a bit misleading. I think if Miami converted in the red zone a little bit more, even with Purset with two out, um, that game would have been a lot closer than it ended up being. Um, yeah, to me, it kind of comes down to Heineke. Uh, I kind of agree with, with Lee's sentiments, kind of thinking that he's due for a regression game. But at the same time, um, I think we kind of know what, what he is, and he's he's on that Fitzpatrick spectrum. He's a gamer. Um, he has a good, pretty good grasp on this offense. And, uh, you know, I, I think it kind of you know, – Terry McLaurin is, is such a huge part of their offense. I think we kind of saw against the Giants, you know, with 11 catches, going over 100 yards, whatever the final stat line was. Um, if, if Tredavious White or, you know, if, if the Bills can't limit that, then I think they're going to have uh, – they could have some trouble stopping Washington, uh, and I think on the, on the end, opposite end of the spectrum, I think you know the football team's defense is good, but you know, there's, I don't know how well they match up uh, with Buffalo's offense if they're firing on all cylinders, but then again, we haven't really seen that uh, up until this point yet. So, um, 10 points is too much for sure. 8 and 9 is probably too many points. I'm not in a huge rush to back the football team uh, at under 10, but I think if, you can get 10 at points, but I think that's a good bet that's a bet that I would make. Um, but, yeah, I I think the Bills are probably going to win this game. Um, I think they're a better team. But, yeah, a little too many points for, for Washington.
1: The Bears
0: traveling to Cleveland. Bears had a big win at home
1: against the Bengals. I believe Justin Fields is starting this. It's game. like TBD, but it really seems like it's almost like a Wentz situation yeah. where like it doesn't seem like Dalton's going to play.
0: So, Justin Fields' first career start going down in Cleveland. The Browns kind of had a close game against the Texans. Uh, Texans hung around in that game for a long time, had the Baker injury scare, but escaped week two with a win. So, 1-1 Browns, 1-1 Bears. I like the Browns here, um, but I will say their defense has been, um, I would say, has underperformed. So far this year for for the Browns and and the Bears, obviously, their defense is is pretty good. They had a really good week one, or I'm sorry, week two. Um, Jalen Johnson is playing really well at corner. Obviously, Burrow had like the three straight picks on three plays. So um, when the the Chicago defense plays like that, it's really difficult to beat them. Um, So I think the Bears could keep this close. We'll also say that Justin Fields didn't look particularly good. Uh, when he came in uh, for the injured Andy Dalton. So this is this will be a really uh, fun game to watch. It'll be one that I definitely have my eye on. Yeah, uh, really
1: disappointed in what I saw from the Browns defense. Uh, Houston would have won that game, I think, if Tyrod Taylor didn't come out. I really believe that. I think that they had a lot of momentum. Uh, Davis Mills played all right. He missed a wide-open Brandon Cooks touchdown that would have made it a three-point game midway through the third quarter. I was really impressed with what the Browns did offensively to close out the game. Very dissimilar to the Chiefs. I think the Browns are one of those teams that can close out games, which is really impressive. Obviously, with those two running backs in the offensive line, um, they, they can put a game on ice. Uh, and they, the Browns impressed me in the way that they won the game just based off like that's a game they should have won. They faced a little adversity. They got a couple lucky breaks with Davis Mills not playing very well. They faced adversity with Davis Mills driving down the field and scoring and it being a three-point game, and they still answered the bell every single time, converted third downs, ran the ball well. So this is a Browns team that I absolutely think is is uh, is going to be in that playoff conversation. But defensively, man, you can't be letting Houston get the chunk yardage that they were getting. You can't be letting Davis Mills convert on third down like that. Uh, some stupid penalties, some guys wide open that are getting missed. So some things to fix for uh for for cleveland defensively but ultimately i think this is a stay away game um i think it'll be interesting to see justin fields if he is indeed starting with the full week of preparation knowing he's the starter to see what he can do to this defense i'd like to see him be a little bit more comfortable in the pocket i know he runs a four three but um he can't play like he knows it every single play i mean he's relying a little bit too much on his legs so uh this is going to be an interesting one to see but yeah i I think cleveland's going to win i don't want any part of this uh this spread
2: A uh, beautiful tease spot in Cleveland, I think. Uh, I think field starting definitely brings some more variance to the game and gives the the Bears a higher end of play. But I also think it lowers their floor significantly. Dalton's been pretty turnover adverse uh, throughout his, his first couple starts, and, and you know takes the checkdowns and and plays a relatively safe game. Um, ultimately, I think the Browns are the correct side here. Um, I definitely will probably end up teasing them. By gun to head, I probably would take them with the points too. Um, I do think that you know Fields can struggle against this defense. I think this defense is is due for for a bounce back uh, for a bounce back game, and and obviously they have a huge advantage on the D line going up against that offensive line. Um, and and you know Houston has a pretty solid offensive line. Kansas City obviously has a pretty solid offensive line. So I think the Browns' defensive line could look to bounce back against the Bears' offensive line that um, is, is pretty, is pretty bad. Uh, and, and, you know, kind of like you said, Lee, like I think Cleveland, like I've been saying they're a blue chip in terms of coaching too with Stefanski. I just, I want, I want my money on, on a good coach. And it, you know, that's, you know, when it comes to the fourth quarter, and this is a close game, um, I, I kind of trust the Browns to with their play calling and their personnel to kind of take it to the next level. And, and this could be a potential, uh, OBJ, uh, Baker game. can't be trying to make two, that tackle. Games. That's so all i say back.
1: too, man. That's that's just not.
2: That's that is yeah. the quintessential Baker play. I you know, thought like, he of, was going to break his collarbone. I thought it to was hit over stick. for him. And
1: he's lucky it was just a stinger. Yeah. He's a tough guy, but geez.
2: Yeah, non throwing shoulder. Uh, so it looks like he's going to be okay. But yeah, I thought his, yeah. I thought his clavicle was snapped. Um, On site, so yeah. Uh, Ultimately, I I, I kind of see I agree with your guys sentiments with the Browns uh, defense. So, I'd like to see a bounce back game against, you know, a, a guy in Fields who didn't exactly look comfortable, um, is definitely relying on his legs, and you know that is not a not a bad thing. Um, he that you know we saw what Jalen Hurts has been able to do. Um, I'm going to predict a Darnell thing, Mooney so touchdown in this if, game if
1: win, loss or draw. I'm going to predict a Darnell okay. Mooney touchdown.
2: I like that.
0: Should I start I him then? I don't know. Right, I don't, I don't know I'll if I want to be giving out fantasy against.
1: advice right now after my <laughs> my bench this week.
0: Um, all right, Ravens and, and Lions. Let's start cruising through some of these games here. Um, already talked about the Lions a lot. Ravens, really uh, impressive Sunday night football win against the Chiefs at home. Lamar finally gets his win against Mahomes. I think the Ravens come to Detroit and uh, take care of business.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not going to take a not not going to take a side in this game. Um, interesting T spot for Baltimore, although they're on the road. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the Ravens are going to win. Game they kind of need to win. Their schedule is too hard to drop games like this.
2: Yep, totally. I'm looking at a seven and a half on my book for the Ravens minus seven and a half. That's that's interesting to me. I for sure will be teasing. Uh, I will the say just be careful with the Ravens because that's they one are that lines.
1: Chiefs win was super emotional and they're really really injured. They're banged up. So that's just something to keep in mind.
2: Yeah. I just think their floor is super high with Harbaugh and the way that they're going to be able to run the ball. Well, not a good matchup for the Lions defense. Um, I don't think. And then on offense, you're kind of just hoping that they can score. That they can, you know, the Ravens' offense can outscore the Lions' offense, which I think is is a good is a good bet to make. Cardinals going to play the Jags in
0: Jacksonville. Uh, again, we you know these these Panthers and yeah. these Cardinals, huh? Two and zero was a tough one to watch, though. If you're a minus three and a half, Cardinals better. Definitely felt like they should have covered that, and then they almost lost the game. Vikings look bad, but we'll, we'll get to them in a minute. Um, going to Jacksonville, seven-point dogs on the road. Kind of want to lay seven with the Cardinals, but also feels like it could be kind of the Panthers' spot from last year maybe. But Jags uh, Jags don't look Yeah, good. this is where
1: my Tommy teaser leg one comes in is with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I already bet it at seven and a half, so down to one and a half. And I will reveal the second leg of that teaser when we go to that game. Uh, yeah, not super interested in laying the seven, even though it's it just seems too obvious. At a certain point, the Jaguars need to look better, right? They need to. There needs to be a game where they're not just like playing like the worst team in the NFL. I don't know, maybe they are. Um, if I had to take a side, I'd lay the seven with the Cardinals. I think this is a this is a similar to Baltimore. This is a business trip for Arizona. They're two and zero. These are games they need to win in that division. So go down to Jacksonville uh, and, and get a win here. Yeah, I agree uh if I had to lay take a pit aside, I'd lay it with the
2: Cardinals. Um you know, Kyler man, he's still he, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if I to blame it on Cliff because it seems that Cliff is calling it an awful awful offense and then Kyler just kind of oh, works commanded. What are you what are you talking um, about? And that leads calling an awful are really you referring to his
1: interceptions?
2: No, I'm referring to the fact that Cliff's scheme is is bad, and the result, the, all the high end variance of the Cardinals' play comes from Kyler. Just I think that's a little bit. Un, I think that's a little bit unfair, man.
1: I think that's a little bit unfair. How is his scheme bad? Their offense looks good. It's obviously Ky- the offense is is
2: but it's, offense it's looks built built good because hit. of Kyler Murray. It's, it's built, built it around. It looks hit. good because like you,
1: you can't just like take you can't give Cliff zero credit and say that his scheme is bad and that i all right. I'll give him very little credit. I don't
2: think Cliff Kings, Kingsbury is a, is a good coach. I think the Cardinals would be better off with. Uh, I don't think he adds to. And and we'll see. And, and if the Cardinals can sustain this throughout the year and, and become a playoff team, then I'll happily eat crow. But I don't think that I'm just saying on those interception plays, there are guys
1: that are open that Kyler's not throwing to. I'm
2: not saying the. I'm not. I'm not saying the interception plays. I'm talking about their the output of their offense and. The fact that the splash plays from their offense and the you know the plus EV plays of their offense and the big plays of their offense are mostly a result of Kyler bailing pocket, scrambling out and making something happen, whether that's with his legs or making an unbelievable throw. Um, I don't think it's a result of Cliff
1: scheming guys. A lot out of it, a lot like, of his throws have been you know, from the making pocket. This offense. A lot of his touchdown passes have been from the pocket too. I'm just like you. you I don't know, man. I, I think that. You're you're kind of on a limb here, saying that Cliff Kingsbury's scheme is bad because all their all their good plays are from Kyler out of the pocket. When it's like, I just think that if it was another coach, you wouldn't be doing that. I just think that I think, you're singling. I think Kyler is bailing okay. Cliff that's out. a different thing than saying Cliff's scheme is bad and that the only reason they're good. No, it's not. All right. No, it's not.
2: <laughs> it's not. It's not. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Kyler is bailing bailing Cliff and his scheme out with his natural ability. Which I'm sure a lot of players do for, for other coaches. But my point is, is My point is that I'm not really ready to anoint the Cardinals as some elite team. I think they're still the worst team in this division. Um, but they're, st- I mean, they're playing unbelievable. Um, and Kyler Murray is playing, you know, at an MVP level right now. Um, this is a big test for them. This is another. This is a, This is a game they should cover. They should cover easily. Um, but they are going flying across the country into Florida into the Heat. Um, and the Jaguars are coming off two pretty abysmal performances. Trevor Lawrence is not playing well. Um, so this is a, this is a good kind of litmus test for the Cardinals and their defense to beat up on a team that they should beat and, and win this game in cover. Definitely will be teasing the Cardinals. This is a really, really nice spot. Um, if I had a little more faith in the Jaguars' offense, I would love this over too, but um, I'm staying away from the totals and I'm going to take the Cardinals here.
0: The Chargers are traveling to Kansas City. This is uh, one of the games of the week, in my opinion. The both of these teams find themselves uh, one and one after week two losses. I think the Chiefs are are good for a bounce back spot here, but there's some concerns with this team. Um, they kind of look like the same team they were last year, where they're just like in a lot of close games that they probably should should have put away uh, a lot earlier. Um, the defense does not look particularly good, in, in my opinion. I know you had the the pick six from Matthew, but really, other than that, they weren't making a, a whole lot of plays, especially for just a Ravens offense that, like you said, Lee, is, is dealing with a lot of injuries. The Chargers look fine, I think. Um, Herbert looks really good, but then, obviously, you had some of the mistakes that he made against the, the Cowboys. Um I think the Chargers are a good team, but I'm not sure if they're kind of – I don't know. I think the AFC is just so deep. I'm not really sure who comes out of it, and I don't know if I really like them to win the AFC West. So uh, I'll be taking the Chiefs. I'm not going to bet the Chiefs to cover because every single time I've done that in my life, it's never happened. So um, I would take the Chargers to cover, but I think the Chiefs will win.
1: Yeah, I've got similar – idea about this game. I'm not going to play it, but I think it'll probably be a close game. I think the Chargers are going to get up for this game. I also think, I don't know, I'm not worried about the Chiefs at all. Like, I think that that game was they were, Edward Hilaire not fumbling it away from winning. Uh, I know that they they get themselves in that situation, but it's also like, they're super comfortable in that situation and they win in that that situation 99% of the time, basically. So I don't know. I... I would honestly, if I like, had a little bit more confidence in the Chiefs, I would be interested in laying the points here. I think that they get after the Chargers in this game a little bit after you know coming off the loss. I just don't have enough confidence in them uh, to do that. I think that they very well could be doing just what they did on Monday night, down three points or down a point driving uh, in the fourth quarter. So I think the Chiefs end up winning the game ultimately. But I, if I had to take a side, I'd probably just – take the points with the Chargers, uh, put a little faith in Justin Herbert to clean it up a little bit and keep it close. Yeah, another nice tee spot. Um,
2: I think – I didn't bring this up when we were talking about the Lions-Ravens game, but I think it's worth noting, and especially now with the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire fumble obviously kind of puts a big recency bias on how we think about both of these teams. The Chiefs were in full command of that Baltimore game until they weren't, and that was a story for a lot of games last year. Especially if you were on uh, on the Chiefs, New Orleans comes to mind. Um, you know, uh, teams like Carolina, Atlanta, all throughout last year, um, the Chiefs had trouble putting teams away. Uh, and you know, I just don't. I don't think that's going to change. I think their defense, their defense is not good. They have Tyron Matthew, they have Chris Jones, they have good players on their defense, but. Ultimately, it's a bend don't break unit, and they kind of have the safety of Mahomes, who, you know, is great through a, a an awful interception. But that's kind of what you get with Patrick Mahomes. You, he's gonna he can have some of those kind of dunderhead plays, but you're gonna get the the high end plays um, from that. Uh, and you know, I I just think this is a Chiefs team that uh, is is still. I, I think they're probably, for to me, Tampa is the only team that I would rate higher than them right now, the second-best team in the NFL. Um, we saw Tyreek Hill was completely taken out of that game, and the offense was still able to operate efficiently. Travis Kelsey obviously did his thing. Guys like Brian, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson stepping up. Uh, so, you know, I'm not worried about the Chiefs. Uh, we're kind of an interest in them in a teaser. The Chargers, on the yeah. other hand... I think this is a good football team. I think Justin Herbert is a really darn good quarterback. Um, I think all of my kind of questions about him stemming from going in throughout the draft process last year and then coming into this year, I think he's kind of revealing himself to be just an absolute stud at the position, definitely a miss for me. Um, so I think he's going to be able to keep this Chargers offense live. I think I would have trouble laying the six and a half with the Chargers just because it's right under seven. And that's kind of, like, that is a sweet spot for a Chiefs team coming off a tough loss on the road, coming back home to Arrowhead, um, and, you know, going up against a rookie a rookie head coach in a second year. You're not laying, laying with so plus you're I taking.
1: Definitely, Just a little bit of context there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Chiefs.
0: Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. The Saints are going to New England to play the Patriots. Lee, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you picked the Patriots um, in, in terms of a uh, betting line. Um, in this yeah, game, I took I them
1: on uh, Thursday. They were yeah. minus one um, because I assumed they would beat the Jets, and I kind of assumed that the Saints and Panthers uh, game would be closer than it was. I didn't really have a strong feeling of who would win, but I thought, hey, if the Saints win, or yeah, no. If the Saints, yeah, if the Saints win and the Patriots win, or if the Saints lose and the Patriots win, this this line's going to change. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, good good foresight there. Um, Patriots, I think, are
0: look pretty consistent so far. Um, I don't think they're going to like blow any of the anyone out of the water offensively, but they've got a really good defense, and I think Mac Jones is going to play relatively mistake free and relatively conservative football. And uh, maybe until he's a little bit more comfortable as an NFL quarterback. The Saints, week one, tail of two teams, look like world beaters. Week two, they can't do anything right. So, um, kind of tough to head up to New England after playing a, a rough game. So, I, I kind of do like the Patriots. I'm staying away just because I don't totally trust the Patriots offense and, and Mac Jones yet. I think Mac Jones has looked fine, but I think he, you know, looks relatively. Um, I don't know what the, what the right word is for it, but he just kind of looks like he's playing mistake-free conservative football. So if the Saints offense finds its footing again, I don't really know if he's going to be able to keep up with them. But then again, like I said, coming off a, a rough week, the last thing you want to see is a Bill Belichick defense. So ultimately, I think the Patriots probably win this one. Uh, yeah, I
1: like right. this bet a little bit less than I did when I made it. Um, the Patriots offense wasn't good. Uh the only reason they really won that game is because they had the ball way more than the Jets did because of all the turnovers from from the Jets' offense. Um, Nick Folk was out there kicking field goals the whole game. I mean, you can't you can't let that happen. If they were playing a better team, they could have lost that game easily. They need to fix some stuff on offense. They need to be able to score touchdowns. They have no explosiveness in the passing game from their offense, which is a major major concern. Yeah. Um, I think the Saints are going to be pissed off coming off that loss. I think Sean Payton, Payton is a pretty good coach in his own right. And I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, so I don't know. If this thing goes above three, I might take the the Saints plus three and a half just to like mitigate some risk because I'm not as in love with this. But ultimately, I think if you can get it under three, I would take the Patriots at home. Like I, I think the Patriots are probably – Still a point and a half or two points better than the Saints um, with Jameis at quarterback. I think he kind of came back down to earth. I think the Packers defense is terrible, man. I think it's really bad. I think that's the reason why the Saints offense was so good week one. Um, and I, I ultimately think that the Patriots are going to expose some of the weaknesses in the Saints offense. And if they don't turn the ball over, um, they're going to win. They're going to win this game. So I, I like the Patriots.
2: Yeah, I, I really like the Patriots under three here. Um, I think Jameis is going to struggle against his defense. I think, like we said, uh, kind of talking about the Patriots and how their offense kind of lacks uh, big playability with Mac Jones and is, is a pretty conservative high-floor offense. I mean, the Saints, man, have don't really have anything going for them in the passing attack as well. Um, obviously, Jameis had the great Week One win against the Packers, but I completely agree with Lee. I think the Packers' defense is just a little, very seedy, and the Patriots' defense is the exact opposite. Uh, we saw the troubles that Zach Wilson had last week. I expect Jameis Winston to throw, you know, at least two interceptions. I think, you know, he's in, the Belichick is going to be able to present some of the same problems to a guy like uh, in Jameis that is is turnover prone as well. So. I like the Patriots here at home. Um, and the Saints, man, not at their. I think another nugget that we should mention is the fact that they're not in New Orleans. They've been on the road this whole time. They're playing home games in Jacksonville. They haven't been able to practice at their facility. Yep. They're traveling all over the place. Now they have to go up to New England. Um, they have to go up to New you know, England. Are there coaches
0: and- back from the COVID thing? I don't know. When I, I was you know, watching the game, and they're like, oh, eight coaches are missing from yeah. the Saints sidelines because they're out with COVID issues. Yeah. And I was like, well, there goes my Gotta bet. got to know that stuff when you're
2: making yeah. a bet. I was like, um, that would have
0: been nice to know. <laughs> I know. Horrible.
2: Yeah, I think uh, this is a close – I mean, you got a total of 42. It applies a close uh, – a, a low-scoring game. I think getting the Patriots under three is is a, is a good bet. So uh, I'll I'll take the, I'll lay the points with the Patriots. Falcons going
0: up to MetLife. Uh, I don't want to talk about this game so much. Both of these <laughs> teams, I think, are really bad um giants getting three points um i mean i don't, I don't know i, I th- i'll pick the falcons. Uh, if this
1: goes under three i'm going go to make take a position on the new york giants like uh, yeah i'm going to do that they're the better football team i think the giants are a better football team i think the giants defense is better than the falcons defense and i think the giants offense can compete enough to to like make up for the fact that they're not as good as the falcons offense because their defense is that much better And I just think the Giants ultimately aren't as bad as people think. I still think that. I think they should have beat Washington. They're coming off a tough loss. They have a long week. They're playing at home. Atlanta is just – Atlanta is a neutered football team. Like I've been talking about this for a while. I don't think it's getting any better. I'm not like balls to the wall confident that the Giants are going to win this game. But I'm confident enough that if this goes under three, I'll lay the points at home with the Giants to take care of business in this game and ultimately uh, overwhelm Matt Ryan enough to get their first win of the season.
0: Just wait till I make my Falcons play, <laughs> then the line will move.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of with Clep. I don't really know what to think. Um, can I, can I throw out a potential brain trust on this over? No I think 48 chance.
1: Looks a little low to me. No um, chance. I'm betting an over in the in the Falcons Giants game this weekend. That's not.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think the Giants. If I can make a little case, the Giants are going to get theirs on offense, and I think the Falcons probably will too. And I think both of these teams are going to be live to score. Uh, at any point of the game, no matter what the game state is, we saw what Atlanta was able to do uh, against Tampa Bay, and what the Giants were able to do against Washington. So, uh, I think this total is a little low, but um, you're betting you know, it over on Matt really Ryan this, and Daniel probably, Jones,
1: though. Like, I just don't. I'm just not super interested in that.
2: Yeah, that. I mean, they just they both scored what 30 points almost against two. Yeah, of the Yeah, Matt Ryan Leafs also scored NFL. six points
1: week um, one and didn't score a touchdown. And Daniel Jones scored, like, seven points and, didn't, and and scored a touchdown. The only reason they had 17 points is because he ran one in as time expired. Yeah, So we're, we're talking about two teams that combined for, like, what, like 20 points in, in week one? I don't know. I'm not – I think that there's a little recency bias there.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's an overspot. The total's low. That's all I'll say. I think the total's low.
0: Tommy, you you, you kind of those overs, man. I don't know. You gotta watch yeah, out. you haven't
1: necessarily had a stellar record so far with your with your crappy team overs. <laughs> yeah, I haven't.
2: Yeah, I haven't, man. I haven't. I haven't.
0: Um, Lee, it's your time, baby. What's, what's the Cincinnati Bengals are traveling to the Pittsburgh in, Steelers? I've
1: bet against the Cincinnati Bengals week one and week two, which gives me pause gave me a little bit of pause to bet against the, the Bengals week three. I've yet to bet on the Steelers this year, a team that I liked before the season. Uh, I will acknowledge that Ben Roethlisberger looks terrible. I mean, we all kind of said that before the season. Um, the Steelers have historically kind of dominated this, this rivalry. This number, four and a half, the Steelers at home. Um, coming off a loss in the Mike Tomlin era, coming off a home loss in which they play a home game the next week. you guys following me? So if they lose at home and then they have a home game the next week, the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Mike Tomlin era are 7-0, which I thought was really impressive. When they lose at home and they play a home game the next week, they have never lost under Mike Tomlin. Um, They're playing the Cincinnati Bengals to boot. I have not taken a position on this game. I'm interested to see kind of what the market – uh, says about this game as the week goes on. But my ears are perked up a little bit to take the Steelers here, especially if TJ Watt, Devin Bush, and uh, Joe Hayden are going to be back healthy and playing. Um, I do think the Cincinnati Bengals are a pretty good – eh, they're, 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 they're like okay. They have a little bit of a live offense. But I don't think this is a Bengals team that's going to be competing for the division. I think they got overhyped after the week one win against Minnesota in overtime. And I ultimately think the Steelers are the better team – with the better coach. Uh they don't have the better quarterback, but they have the better just about everything else and they're at home coming off a loss. So I do think that the Steelers are the play in this game. 7 and 0.
0: 7 and 0. I mean, I think that's, you know, this could be the the BJP brain trust spot. We're, we're bringing <laughs> we're bringing the facts. Do, I'm not, you, do we just, you know, do I put my whole bankroll on a on a money line Steelers play? You know, that's what, that's what you
1: got to ask yourself.
2: I don't know. You're, Tommy would rather
1: take the over. Steelers with the offense, Giants Falcons.
2: We may have to go duel or die. Yeah, I I,
1: mean,
2: I, I would. I think I would rather take over 48 than land the. That's points the duel the or die play of the week. No more, um, no
1: more brain trust. We go duel or die play of the week. Steelers minus four and a half versus over 48 in the <laughs> Giants Falcons. I like that. I like that.
2: Um, yeah, I mean. Steelers offense, Ben Roethlisberger is not good. Um, Bengals offense is live if Burrow cannot turn the ball over. Um, but the Steelers defense is really impressive. I don't know impressive. how live the Bengals
0: offense is. I don't know. They sucked in the first half.
2: They did. They did indeed. They
0: but literally he just hey he just put a. I mean they sucked
1: Samar in the second Chase half. The of, seven of those points were from the Logan Wilson pick six. You know, and yeah. and and we didn't. It's like they scored yeah. a lot of points on the Vikings week one, but like the Vikings defense doesn't necessarily look very good at all. Um, and the Steelers defense is is way closer to the Bears defense than it is the Vikings defense. I would even say the Steelers defense is probably better. I mean,
2: the Steelers, yeah, the Steelers, the Steelers defense it just comes down to injuries to too, either. though. I mean, Let's we say, saw – Yeah, and TJ Watt. I mean, is, if T, I, is TJ I, Watt going to play? He's I, mean, play. Not, I mean, it's I mean, he's leaning towards playing. I, I'm hesitant. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's huge if if Watt can't play. I mean, Melvin Ingram has been unbelievable. Well, I think if we're going to see Watt, Bush, and Hayden um,
1: all come back and get confirmed that they're playing on, like, Wednesday, this line is going to move. I think it's going to move away from four and a half. Um, So.
2: I would agree. I'm just, you know, maybe we'll get into this Raiders talk later, but we kind of saw what a team with with a a live offense and a bend-don't-break defense uh can do to a team the Steelers offense just it doesn't inspire confidence in me that they're going to be able to put teams like that away um so I, I I'm going to pick the Steelers uh they're the better team they should win but I'm in no rush to lay four and a half with them with a total of 44 and I think their offense is worse than the Bengals so um uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably a low-scoring game, and I would like to be under three if I'm going to back the
1: Steelers. I'm going to pro- i oh, will let you guys right. know when I put Steelers it in, but I'm game. probably going to lay the points with the Steelers here. I'm not—I'm not afraid to do that. I don't think the Bengals i think if the Bengals offense is better than the Steelers offense, it's—it's it's better, and I think that the Steelers offense—if there's a lot of variance there, and they're still working in this new uh, play caller, Canada. Um, and they need to figure out kind of how they're going to work with Ben being bad. But I think their defense just makes up for whatever difference there is offensively. They're at home. They're coming off a loss. Like I've said, I got the stat. Mike Tomlin, 7-0, and coming uh, off a loss at home, playing another home game. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the Steelers.
0: The Colts uh, are going to Nashville to play the Titans. This is uh, an interesting game. We're not really sure who is going to start at uh, quarterback for the Colts. Titans historically have had a really tough time beating the Colts. I didn't go into the, uh, you know, the football reference to, to look this up like Lee did uh, with the Steelers game. So I should have done that added to the show. But um, Colts uh, traveling to, to Nashville with potentially with J- Jacob Eason. Um, I would probably say the Titans will win comfortably if Eason plays. I don't know. I know you're a big fan of his. But overall, just think that – and I'm not – and I also haven't been super impressed with the Titans. Uh, I'll put that out there as well. But um, coming off a big, big win in Seattle, coming back home, divisional game – Pretty pivotal early game in this AFC South. um, Um, Yeah,
1: I'm not interested in playing this game. I I still believe in Jacob Eason. He got thrown to the Wolves last week. Um, I don't think you can really judge him too much off his performance. I thought he threw a great ball to Michael Pittman. I don't know if it was tipped. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that. It was dropped, but man, he threw an absolute laser to Michael Pittman. It was like an 18-yard dart, um, which was pretty impressive. I think with the full week of game planning – Maybe I mean, it's going to sound blasphemous. I don't know how much worse Eason is than Wentz. Wentz was terrible last week. Carson Wentz is not a good quarterback. Um, and I think that, I don't know, there's probably, Eason's probably worse, less experience. Obviously, he's mistake-prone. He's proven that. Um, but I think with the right coaching and a full week of game planning here, you, you could see a little bit better performance from Jacob Eason than we've seen in the past. Um, if I had to take a side with Eason starting, I'd probably be more comfortable taking the Titans – but at the same time, this is kind of a, one of those wacky games where uh, I don't really want to be laying too many points with either of these teams. So uh, the Colts desperate for a win here. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting one to watch. Um, I don't really know who I'm picking yet, so we're going to have to check that injury report. But I think this is kind of a 50-50 game um, whenever these two teams play.
2: Yeah, I think... Uh... If Easton's, play, I'm, Easton's playing, I think the Titans are the side. I mean, I don't want any part of this game. I don't want to lay the points uh, with either side. Um, I think the Titans are, are are really overrated and not good. I think if you don't get that awful, awful taunting call on whatever the DB was for, for Seattle on that Julio play, that kind of changes. The well, also, the Titans got game. hosed on a couple calls, the Titan- too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm biased. I'm trying to present a narrative here, so let's not even bring that up. Um, yeah, the Titans are like a worse version of the Vikings to me, or may, maybe a better version of the Vikings. They're just kind of like the same. Their defense is awful, sieve, sieve, awful secondary defense. Um, and, you know, a lot of their offense comes through, through Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry. And, you know, I just think they – obviously they have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. That's going to give teams issues, but – Tannehill, I think the regression is real this year. I think the loss of Art Smith is has has definitely they're feeling it down in Tennessee, and I just don't think this is a good football team. and And I'm you know eagerly waiting the chance to fade them. I don't know if that's going to be next week going to play the Jets or if oh it's going to be in week uh, October eighteenth when the Bills come to town. But you got Jets, then the Jaguars, then you got Bills, Chiefs, then back Colts, Rams. I mean. After that Jags, Jets and Jags game, um, the next two weeks after this, the Titans, are their schedule gets pretty brutal, um, and I am going to be here to fade the Titans. So uh, definitely this week they might get bailed out with, with Eason playing in Indy, but even if Eason plays, that might raise the floor a little bit for Indy. They play a little bit safer, um, don't try to do as much, and try to run the ball, and... You know, the Titans aren't a team that this is an automatic win if, if Eason's, Eason's the quarterback. So, um, definitely down on the Titans, and I'm going to stay away from this game for now.
0: Jets going to mile high. Tommy, I'm assuming you're on the Jets plus 10.5 and the over 41.5.
2: <laughs> um, this is way too many points, man. I mean, another team I'm, I'm waiting to fade is the Broncos. Again, I don't know if this is uh, the week in, in Met and in, uh in mile high, but I'm still seeing an 11 and a half on my book. You have a total of 41 and a half and a spread of 11 and a half. That is ridiculous. That is just, they're implying that the Broncos are eight and a half points better than the jets on a neutral field. I disagree with that. You're saying that the final score of this game is going to be 31 to 11. Uh, the jet that the, the, you know, or 30 to 11 quick math. I just think there's a lot of the Broncos, A lot of market overreaction of the Broncos. Um, Again, I'm not running to the window to back the Jets, but I do think it's way too many points, and the Broncos' defense is very good, and I'm not saying that Wilson is going to light them up, but I do expect Zach Wilson to bounce back after his abysmal performance um, against New England. So potentially could get involved with the Jets at a later time this week, but right now I just think this is way too many points.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's not – I don't know. The, the, the Broncos are seven and a half points better than the Jets on a neutral field. I think that. So I don't really know what else to say other than we've all kind of disagreed on the Jets um, throughout the offseason. We still disagree on the Jets. I don't think Zach Wilson's going to bounce back. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to play well at all this year um, because I just think that there are going to be some growing pains because the offense isn't very good, the offensive line isn't very good. And the defense is playing better than they should be, but they're still not very good. So this is just not a very good team. I can meet you halfway and say it's probably too many points, but I also would refute that by saying that I wouldn't. I would be in no rush to bet on the Jets on the road. Um, I'll probably be taking the Denver Broncos and Survivor. Um, I just think this is a spot where. Me too. Denver is one of those environments where you're going to get more points because of the altitude, and this is. Probably just as good, if not a better defense, than they faced last week at the Patriots. I know schematically they don't have Belichick, but at the same time their corners are just as good, if not better. Their defensive line really gets after the quarterback. I I just don't really see um, the Jets' offense being able to keep up and score that many points on this defense.
0: Yeah, I really like uh, the Broncos in this spot. I think the Broncos are just going to lean on teams that they're clearly better than. Uh, from a roster standpoint, just like they did uh, in Week One, and then they kind of did it again in Week Two. So it's been uh, three games against pretty uh, bad opponents for the Broncos to open the season, and they're just taking care of business. So uh, again, obviously, 10, you know, ten and a half is a lot to bet on a Broncos team that doesn't necessarily have a, a high flying offense. Kind of you know, scary to bet double to lay double digits with with Teddy B, but. I think it's more of an indictment against the Jets' offense than it is anything about the Broncos. Um, so uh, I would, I'm, I'm taking the Broncos to to win in Survivor as well. Dolphins going to play the Raiders. Is there any
1: word on on Tua? Yeah, the the uh, day, day. X-rays came back negative, but he has some like bruised ribs.
0: Well, I mean, I like the Raiders minus three and a half here.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I like the Raiders, but at the same time, I don't think the Raiders are above a letdown spot playing a Miami team that is just coming off a really, really, really bad loss. Um I'm not this is a game I don't want to bet. I'll pick the Raiders on the money line, uh in in our pick'em. But uh but yeah, I'm not I'm not in a in a position to want to bet this game. I think the Dolphins are gonna even if Brissett starts with a full week of practice, I think he'll be better than he was, and um, I think that they could keep this thing close. Uh, but I, I'll lean Raiders.
2: Yeah, uh, i got to give it up to the Raiders through two weeks. I definitely think they've been uh, the biggest surprise uh, to me. I knew that Gruden was a good coach. Um, I knew that Derek Carr was a, a solid quarterback, but he's playing at an MVP level right now at the defense, and the offensive line is significantly overperforming my expectations. Um, I do think if Tua, Brissett, if Brissett is, if it ends up being Brissett, like he's going to be better than he was against Buffalo with the full week of practice. Um, but kind of flirting with the idea of laying it with the Raiders if Brissett is playing, um, Raiders offense, I think it, is pretty darn live. Um, but then again, this could be a perfect letdown spot. Uh, so yeah, I'm, you know, I'm kind of flirting with some things, but not really confident enough to lay it with the Raiders. Um. I think there's better spots on the board, but definitely this is a game that the Raiders should win if they want to keep pace in uh, the AFC West, which, oh, I guess them and the Broncos are tied for the lead right now. So
1: The
0: Buccaneers going to L.A. to play the Rams. This is the game of the week, in my opinion. Super excited about this one. I think in just in terms of the uh, afternoon games, I'm, I'm going to be locked in mostly uh, on this Bucs-Rams game, watching it almost exclusively. Um. It's a pick 'em right now, basically in in the betting world. I kind of I don't know. I kind of like the Bucks, honestly, but uh, I just think the the Rams defense isn't quite there yet. Um, I think they could get there, but they're they're concerning to me uh, right now. I think um, Stafford will keep them in in their games this year, but I want to see the defense play just like a little bit better than they have, and I think the Buccaneers just overall have been together longer and can take advantage of that um, a little bit more. So I'm going to take the Bucks, but again, you know, I think it's not, I think it's pretty clear or it's been pretty clear through, through this, you know, off season. And even at the beginning of the year, how much I, I like the Rams and how much, how highly I think of them, but I kind of just like the Bucs in, in this spot with a little more experience to go to L.A. And- yeah, this isn't a game I'll
1: be betting, but uh, I like the Rams. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think the Buccaneers' defense has been very impressive through two weeks either. Um, I think both of these defenses are working out some kinks. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I think the Rams are playing with some moxie this year. Uh, I think Stafford brings a dynamic to that team, where if this game's close in the fourth quarter, I like the Rams, man. I don't think that uh, this this Rams team is the is the teams of year, years past. They're at home. Uh, for whatever that's worth, and I think this is going to be a really entertaining game. But yeah, I'll be I'll be picking the Rams.
2: Uh, I'm on the Bucks. I I'm gonna bet on the Bucks money line. Um, I just think they are clearly in the elite class of the NFL right now, and I'm not ready to put the Rams in there just yet. Um, mainly due to the defense, which Clep mentioned. I just think the Rams defense is really going to have trouble stopping uh, the Bucks offense, and I like. More of what I've seen out of the Bucks defense than, um, than you know maybe both of the the games against Dallas and Atlanta have implied. The Atlanta stuff last week was I mean, they kind of let them backdoor a little bit, and then obviously they get the two back-to-back interceptions on on Matt Ryan. Um, yeah, I just think the Bucks are the best team in the NFL right now, and you're getting them uh, at a pick 'em against another very good team, but. Um, you wanna talk about Moxie? I mean, Tom Brady is playing maybe the best football of his career right now. He's thrown nine touchdowns through two games. Um I don't really think this is a good matchup for the Ram this was a game la- the Rams won this game last yeah, they year, did they not? Or Yeah. Um I mean, yeah, it should be interesting, but I just think right now, um it's this game is a little bit more than a coin flip to me. I, I think I'd make the Bucks. I think the Bucs are a, a better team. So um, I'm going to take the Bucs here on the money line and, um, you know, hope for the best. Seahawks and Vikings, this is a
0: game of two teams that had probably uh, the most heartbreaking losses uh, in week one. The I don't know. I think both of these teams kind of need a get-right game, and obviously only one of them is going to get it. The Vikings, man, just kind of look like a team that's done with Mike Zimmer. Um, the defense has played really poorly through two weeks. I know Kyler Murray is kind of a different hand of but I mean you saw how the, the Bears defense just completely overwhelmed Burrow. And um, I don't know. The Vikings have just been a disappointment for me. I really thought they'd be a bounce-back team. And obviously, you know, they might be you know, singing a different tune if they don't miss that field goal. But the, the defense still is, is a massive concern. Seahawks last week became the first team in the NFC West to lose a game, and uh, they they probably need to win this one just to to keep pace against a team that they're probably better than. Um, so I, I'd take the Seahawks, you know, visiting Minnesota, kind of a stay away gambling wise, but um, I think it'll be a, a good game to, to watch. Yeah, I, um, I
1: know it's the NFL, but uh, this Vikings team should be two and out. Like, I truly believe that. They they yeah. are two plays away, a Dalvin Cook fumble and a Greg Joseph missed 37-yard field goal, which is what you you need to make that as an NFL kicker, and they're 2-0. and So I just think it's kind of the same thing as last year for the Vikings, though. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, and you're playing close games. I was really impressed from what I saw from the Vikings' offense last week. I thought uh, Kirk looked really Kirk good. Kirk great. Um, this is the second leg of my teaser, as I'm teasing the Vikings up to plus 8 at home. Um, I don't know if they win the game. I do think they keep it close. I think this is a Viking team that has a live offense. I don't think Seattle's defense is necessarily great. Uh, it's the Vikings home opener. I think there is going to be a lot of push to win this game, obviously to save their season a little bit. They can change their tune a little bit. All of a sudden you beat Seattle and you've got the same record as them in the NFC. Um, three weeks in, uh, I would lean Seattle minus the one and a half or two or whatever it is. But I think these teams, when they play, they usually play it close. Last year they played a one-point game. I think Seattle maybe won by a touchdown the year before. Um, I I like the Vikings plus eight at home here for the second leg of my Cardinals teaser. I think the Vikings keep this one close.
2: I I really like – there we go. There we go, Clep. Mid-season form. I I really like the – I like the Seahawks here. Seahawks money line. Um, I, li- I like, Lee, I like your teaser a lot. I think this is a close game, but um, I just, I mean, I think both of these teams are going to relatively get what they want on offense. I just, I really like what I'm seeing from the Seahawks offense. Um, uh, I surely, I think the, the Seahawks defense I'd grade a little bit better um, than the Vikings defense. Uh, definitely going to be a high scoring game that probably comes down to the last possession or two, but um, I think I'm getting the better coach and quarterback in Seattle. So, and coming off that loss uh, against Tennessee, I just, I like, I like the. Do you guys the, think if the, the Seahawks, Seahawks come by, into I?
1: town and win by more than eight, like if they win by two possessions, do you think Zimmer is potentially getting fired? Like if the Seahawks just come in and win by 14?
2: Hmm. I think it's still a little too early because of yeah. the division and like. Gotta, I just think this is a game that Minnesota has to still know, keep this close. Yeah. They have
1: to win this game. They, you know, they they have to keep this close. Um, it absolutely. It's a back is. against
0: the wall spot for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we'd get fired. I think the NFC is just like a little messy, and yeah. like we've said, I mean, you know, you're a Dalvin fumble and a, a missed thirty-seven-yard field goal mm-hmm. away from being two and zero. Oh. But still, I mean, really the defense has looked bad, like so, and that's like supposed to be Zimmer's thing, right? So it's just like
1: that's what I think is frustrating about the Vikings. But the
2: defense has been bad, man. Like I, I don't but, know. But I don't. Yeah. A lot of people if, if, were if, if, assuming if it, that it would improve just and,
1: based on some of the acquisitions and the young. There was so much youth on the defense and injuries with Danielle Hunter coming back, one of the best defensive players in the league. I just think that people expected there to be a little bit. And I don't think Anthony Barr has played yet um so getting him back might be big for them but yeah i think that you know last year they were dealing with a lot of stuff
0: packers going to visit the 49ers nfc championship rematch from from two years ago um packers are plus three and a
1: half i I I liked that until I watched the uh, Monday night game. I like the 49ers in this spot. I think that unlike Anthony Lynn, Kyle Shanahan is going to run the football. He's going to find open spots in this Green Bay defense. Um, The only reason I haven't bet this yet is because I'm afraid of betting against Aaron Rodgers, and I think that Rodgers is going to be able to keep up. But at the end of the day, man, I just think that schematically, Kyle Shanahan is going to be – his mouth is going to be watering after watching the film from this – Detroit uh, Green Bay game on Monday because Green Bay's defense, specifically Devondre Campbell, is he? I, well, that guy should not be on the field. He's terrible. Uh, their their secondary is not impressive. The defensive line without Zadarius Smith was not really making that much of an impact getting to the quarterback. Um, I think San Francisco wins this game. I, I am flirting with laying the points. If it gets down to three, I'm all over it uh, for the 49ers. No real home field advantage in San Francisco, but I still. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in fading the Packers a little bit this year. This is the worst a Packers defense has been in as long as I can remember. Um, maybe I'm overreacting two weeks in, but I don't. I don't really see. I, I don't like this new defensive coordinator. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching the the Joe Barry was the DC. Joe the Barry, they he's, went 0-16. he's got his head up his rump. Uh, that before that Cephas almost one hand catch at halftime. You're playing man coverage with no help. Like, in giving them a shot at a one-on-one ball to score a touchdown before halftime, why are you not dropping, like, eight guys back and forcing them to run it so they have to kick a field goal? I don't know. A lot of the stuff they were doing doesn't make any sense. Kind of fading this defense. I think the 49ers roll in this game, uh, first home game of the year for the Niners.
2: Yeah, um, I think you guys uh, brought up some really good points. I mean... I was really sour uh, on the 49ers after laying the points with them and, and being really exposed to them against Philadelphia. Um, Jimmy G was awful to to start the first half. Started to play a little bit better um, in the second half, but you know they had a 16 play 98 yard drive or whatever it was, 95 yard drive. I mean that's what that's what this offense is right now, and and I think Lee brings up a really good point with the Packers run defense and how CV they've been. Um, I think that's where the advantage is, but if the Packers get a lead in this game, um, I think, I mean, there's multiple angles to attack here right now. If I'm getting three and a half, I'm going to take the Packers. The 49ers defense is, it's their pass defense is very CV. Um, nobody can check Devonte Adams on there. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to get his, uh, relatively, um, you have a potential nice matchup there with Nick Boson Is, is uh-huh. Elton Jenkins playing left tackle for the Packers right now? He's actually
1: played really well.
2: So, yeah, I mean Elton Jenkins is a stud, but you know he's he's a he's a center guard who's being kicked out We're to tackle going Kittle up against man. Nick we Bosa saw what did um,
1: too. You know,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean there's there's matchups there, but I mean the the this is clearly the Niners have the advantage schematically. We saw what they did in the NFC Championship where they literally just ran the ball and played a really good defense. Obviously, the defense isn't as good. Um, but I think if you bet the Eagles last week, I know we're going to get to them next, I would be really pissed. They should they should have been up significantly at halftime. They were down at halftime. They outplayed the Niners. They could not convert in the red zone. Um, and I'm just, you know... And maybe Jimmy G deserves more credit than I gave him in the offseason, but I'm ready for Lance, man. The, the 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 there is no firepower in this 49ers offense. There is no high end upside. You can only beat they're gonna be able to beat teams that they're better than and the kind of what they've been doing with Jimmy G throughout his tenure there with Kyle Shanahan when he's healthy. But this mm-hmm. is gonna be a really good litmus test with Green Bay because if, unless Aaron Rodgers is turning the ball over and giving San Francisco more possessions, um, I think Green Bay is going to be able to answer a lot of these r- long-running touchdown drives that the 49ers are going to be able to put on them um, if they can somewhat contain the pass rush and give Aaron Rodgers time to throw because the secondary in San Francisco is a mess right now. I think Lenore played well um, against Philly in, in checking Devontae Smith, but... Other than that, I think this team has some major issues um, in the secondary that could be exposed by a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. So um, I think the 49ers have a better coach, have a better game plan going up against Green Bay in that defense. But, I mean, we saw we saw it last night against the Lions. I mean, Rodgers had a comeback game against a Detroit defense that is not good. The 49ers' defense is is average right now, I think, maybe a little bit above average and their weaknesses in the passing game where that's where Rodgers thrives. So, uh, at the current spread right now, three and a half, I'd lay it with the Packers. Maybe a nice T spot if you want, bring it up to ten. I mean, I have a hard time seeing the 49ers uh, absolutely blow out the Packers because I don't think their defense is going to be able to, you know, go stop for stop with with Rogers. So, I'm leaning Packers right now. If you know money line, I'd probably take the the Niners, but I think there's definitely value on on Green Bay plus 160 and. A plus three and a half. This game should be, I think closer to a pick'em.
0: Tommy, do you want to uh, finish this up here with the Cowboys and Eagles?
2: Yeah, man. Um, Cowboys, Eagles. Uh, this is, this is an interesting game. Um, these, both of these teams are, are you know, riding high and in, in the, uh, the NFC East um, definitely looks like a, this is going to be an overspot. I mean, Coming out of that game in L.A. Uh, on Sunday, I was impressed by the Cowboys, impressed by their defense. Micah Parsons is looking great on the edge. He should stay there. Uh, keep Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch at, at linebacker. Uh, the secondary, I think, played well. Trayvon Diggs continuing to shove it up my hoop uh, for, for, uh, for disrespecting him on, on that day two of the draft. But got to mention the poetic justice of Asante Samuel getting that pick. Against the team that passed on him, dude. But is anyway, Kelvin Joseph? Um, I was like,
1: is he? Yeah, where I mean, is he? Where is that man?
2: I don't. I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care about Kelvin Joseph, man. I'm. I'm over Kelvin Joseph. They made the wrong decision. They've. They've been had made the. But wrong decision. But I'm curious. Decision. Like, do you know if he's hurt um, or? I. I have no idea, man. I. I really don't. I haven't. I haven't even looked up. I haven't even kept up with it. To be honest, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's hurt. I don't think he's hurt. He could be. Maybe we can get the producer yeah. on uh, the Google machine real quick. Um, I mean, as it stands right now, uh, I'd probably lay the points with the Eagles. Uh, I think take, the offense is. Take. is you keep saying is lay. Is live.
1: Underdogs. Sorry, it's just.
2: Whatever, man. This it's just dissing, annoying to hear right? because it can dissing, confuse, If
1: I was listening, I'd be confused if you when you were talking because you're saying lay. All right, I.
2: I'd probably take the points with the
1: Eagles. I'd take the plus I take. I four care about the listenership, Eagles. Tommy. I um, care about the listenership. It's not all about you know the three talking heads yeah. on Skype, okay?
2: It is me, my my giant ego. Um, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe we can come back to a BJ Brain Trust. Dude, over I'm not taking it over and a half, and this, um, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Eagles it. scored 11 points last on
1: the, week on the CV on yeah, the CV defense that you just talk got through talking about. They scored 11 <laughs> points. Yeah, they couldn't convert they, in the red zone, and now you want to take score. an over on them. Yeah,
2: they couldn't convert in the red zone. Is right. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Tommy, um, for for
0: next week, I'm going to challenge you to take find an one under. under. Find an under that you like next week.
2: I'll take uh, I'll take the under in the the. Uh, Maybe Jets maybe Jets Titans game. Alright. Under. Um no, I'm just joking. Uh yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to add. I think um I don't know. Hurts Hertz is live with his legs. He kinda came back down to earth in terms of passing um digs on Smith. The Bama boys going at it. Um I like that. I mean Cowboys should win this game. Cowboys should win this football game straight up. That's that's where I'm at as a Cowboys fan. Um, they need to win this game at home. I think they will. Uh, I think this game probably is closer than it should be. I think these games are always these games are always close. They're always good games. There's a lot of bad blood between Philly and Dallas. That's why I would take the points with Philadelphia. Um, but this is a game that I'm expecting the Cowboys to win. Um, they've really impressed me uh, against the Chargers. Their defense impressed me. That was a gritty win. That's a game that they have lost a lot of times in the past. They definitely lost it last year. They lost it in I the game. I was Garrett shocked he made that kick. Um, I was McCurdy shocked he tried to lose it. it. Well, yeah, I, I was just about to say that I I was loving the clock management. I was like, oh wow, they're keeping all their timeouts. They're running the clock down, and then they <laughs> completely biffed it. Uh, you know, I mean, so we'll see. I still don't know what to think of Nick Sirianni. Um, you know, obviously, I took an under position on the Eagles. Um, I, don't, I still don't really know what to think of this team. I think they're 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 good in the trenches. Their offensive line is good. Brandon Brooks is out, which is a big loss for them. Um, and you know, Micah Parsons is going up against Lane Johnson, who, who might be one of the best right tackles in the league this uh, this year. I think if he's going to stay on the the left side, so. A lot of matchups. This is kind of a, a stay away from me. I'm expecting the Cowboys to win, um, but I would take the Eagles with four uh, just because of this game is, is probably close. I like Dallas. I
0: think yeah.
1: Dallas
2: is a good team. I like. I really forward. like
1: Dallas. I really have been impressed with their defense. I think Dak is playing really well. Um, I'm going to lay the four here with Dallas. I don't see this. I'm going to wait because I, 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 I see Philly money coming in. Um if, if anything. But man, I, I think that we're kind of in a unique period here with Jalen Hurts where I don't really like him that much as a starting quarterback in the NFL. He had such a phenomenal performance week one. And this kind of could be the fallout here. They play the Chiefs and the Buccaneers two of the next three weeks. Um, this could be a period where Jalen Hurts is going to be overvalued for the last few weeks of, of, of this season. Um, and I think I want to get in on that. I think the Cowboys win this game fairly handily. I think their defense takes care of business. I think that they'll be able to score points on Philadelphia. It's a primetime spot at home. It's their home opener, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think Jerry World is going to be rocking. Uh, I obviously haven't wanted to fade Philly as much as you have, Tommy, but I still have been on the fade Philly train. I'm still not in love with what they can do as a team. I thought that what we saw out of them last week was kind of what they're going to be this year. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys know when I add it to my card. But I'm definitely similar to the Steelers minus four and a half. I'm, I'm heavily eyeballing the uh, the Cowboys minus four. Where where would you guys uh, line
2: this? Because I'm thinking it should be Cowboys three. I
1: would. I, I think four is a great number. I'd probably yeah, line it right like on. five and a half.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say with Lee, yeah. I think I'd, I'd give. I think the, the Cowboys. Yeah. Home, home a opener. I'm, I'm
1: below market on Hurts. I think the Cowboys defense has been really, really impressive. Like really impressive. They really impressed me.
0: And I, I also think the the Eagles defense is like yeah. a little overvalued right now.
2: Yeah. Like, you know, Amari's gonna have a game. Amari always yeah. goes off against the Eagles. Might have to, that might have to be my Mike Evans call of the week going to yeah, Amari Cooper. I think the Cowboys this win this
1: game. I think the the Cowboys are better than I thought they'd be two weeks into the season. Like they they really have kind of impressed. They impressed me a lot on that opener, and they impressed me last week. Um, they could just Cowboys it and then ruin all that this week with losing to the Eagles. That's always a possibility. But I think uh, I think that we're going to see a team that's going to make the playoffs this year, and, and this is a game they're going to win in order to do that.
0: All right, boys.